This is a podcast that's unlike any other. It's The Four F's with Dan Kramer and Riley Smith. Today, they'll share the secrets of The Four F's, faith, family, fitness, and finance, and how they use them to guide their decisions in creating a maxed out life. Now, The Four F's with Dan and Riley. Hey there, welcome back to the 4F Forum where we talk about the 4Fs, faith, family, fitness, and finance in that order. Um, And that's our simple recipe for keeping your life on track um, while you're you're going for it, while you're you're doing big things. So um, with that in mind, today we're going to talk about you become the people you hang around, right? So I'm not sure who said it. Somebody said it. I've read it in different books and stuff, but you become the average of the five closest people that influence you. Jim Ron, Jim Rohn, however you say his name, R-O-H-N. Jim Rohn said it. He probably took it from somebody else. He just repurposes all that info. So anyway, he's a pretty smart guy. So, um, but we're going to talk about, um, what does that mean? I'm sure if you're listening to podcasts, you probably heard that. If you haven't heard that, I want you to walk away today and just question who do you let into your life and who do you um, let influence your life, right? And sometimes I think people think they can control this idea like, yeah, I know I hang around that person. I know he's not really a good person, but that's okay because, you know, um, he, he needs my friendship or something, or we just, we justify these weird rational. I mean, we, we kind of rationalize some of this stuff. And the reality is if you hang around certain people regularly, they will influence you and you'll influence them. And it's, it's kind of a battle, right? If you're, if you're, if you're running at this caliber of life and you're trying to achieve here and somebody constantly is here, in any area, faith, family, fitness, or finance, you will either blend out or you will choose to kind of limit that influence, right? And I think both one or the other should happen. And unfortunately, a lot of times, I think this is an answer for people um, that, that are starting to crawl out, starting to realize like, man, I've been doing the same thing for years and years and years. I don't really like the results. What, what do I have to do differently? A lot of times you, you got to be honest with yourself. You got to look around and see what your influences are. And I'm not to say become, you don't want to become a victim and say, oh, it's your fault that I'm here. No, as part of taking personal responsibility, I think you just need to address, okay, what environment am I constantly putting myself into? Um, so Riley, Riley, give us your thoughts there. What's jumping in your head. And then, um, today I just, I want to give some examples, some scenarios, and then, um, maybe some action steps that people can kind of consider in, in all, or, you know, maybe a specific F pops into your head that you want to get better at. And you just want to focus there, but you know, in general, all four F's this, this rule applies. Yeah. So I think we're on the same wavelength today, Dan, because before we push the record button, uh, I wrote down, uh, you are the average of the five people that you hang around with. And oh, I, it, was, it was, it was Jim Rohn, Jim Rohn. I never know how to say his name, but, um, 
so I, I think we're on the same wavelength, which is always a good thing. But um, I, I, I think it's um, it's it's natural to want to blend in and be the same to whatever your environment is. Um, and I think, you know, if we go back to, um, you know, what is the root cause of that? I think part of it, it's like a survival instinct almost. It's nobody wants to be that, <laughs> the oddball out or nobody wants to, uh, you know, be different than, than others. And there's obviously outliers for every situation, but I think a lot of it is a survival instinct. Um, I think of some of the relationships that I've had in my life and some of the relationships even that I have now, and probably in some circumstances, I act differently around different people because I, mm -hmm. I know their personalities and their beliefs are maybe a little bit different than mine. And I'm probably going to avoid certain topics and certain things. And I, sometimes I, I think to myself, is that the right thing to do? Um, shouldn't I just be consistently the same person all, all the time? And so I'm maybe going down a different path here, but my, my point that I'm trying to make is I think it's natural to want to blend in and to whatever your environment is, whether that's five people or a million people that you're around on a consistent basis. Um, it's very, very natural um, to, to want to do that, I think. So, uh, but to your point, that can be a really good thing if you've surrounded yourself um, with the types of people and, and the environment that you want to be in. But if for some reason you are not in a great environment, that's obviously common sense tells you that's not a good thing. And eventually, just because of it's kind of like, uh, you know, over thousands of years, you know, in a, in a river, I'm, I'm giving a really weird example here, but a, a water can actually erode rock. I mean, something that's very, very hard, but really our environment is the same way. It can slowly erode or just kind of morphous into uh, potentially a person uh, that we want to be or maybe that don't want to be. Um, so it's, can you talk a little bit, Dan, maybe about, because one of the things that I have, I've always said is, hey, it's okay to let people off of your bus for a short time. <laughs> it's okay, I don't, whether that's family, friends, coworkers, um, if you see that maybe they're not the best influence on yourself, can you maybe speak to that a little bit? And uh, have, you, have you ever had to do that before? Have you had to kind of maybe uproot someone from your life for a short period of time because of the circumstances that they were in or that you were in? Well, I, very specific example, I think family, I think, you know, a lot of kids, they, you, you learn your habits from your parents a lot of times, or your teachers or your, or your environment. So you're, we're raised, and this might sound bad, but we're not always raised to think and to like question things, right? We're a lot of times we're raised to like follow suit and we're raised to this is the normal, don't ask questions, do it this way. And it can be very limiting, right? And so I'm a big believer, especially like these 19, 20 year olds, like if you want to go figure out who you are and what your potential is, you may have to temporarily remove yourself from all of the the norms in your life and because you know a lot of times our family they want to protect us right especially our parents and unless your parents are very growth-minded and pushing you to try things and expand your base a lot of them aren't unfortunately a lot of them want to keep you safe so they tell you to do hey i already made that mistake do it this way and don't question things well how is how are you as like 
a new person supposed to learn experiences that work for you if you're only doing things that are safe, right? So to your point, like, I think, and this doesn't always go well with, you know, the moms that want to keep their babies close, which I understand, but I think these 17, 18, 19 year olds, they should set a target to leave home, get a couple hours away at least for a few years, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying this could go one way or another. If you go find a group of people that are living immoral lives and not reaching potentials and not going for it and not, not learning better skills, you're going to probably fall into a bad crowd and do bad things. So you get, I'm saying like leave home to learn about yourself and be very intentional about putting yourselves in places that you, that you want to want to do well in, right? You want to yeah. join a group of people and get around some friends and mentors that have excelled in areas that maybe you want to and watch yourself just explode with like your potential over a short period of time. And and to your point, I'm not I'm not the person that says you got to cut off your family. Like I love my family, my wife's family, um very close good people. Do you have to agree with them on everything? No, not at all. Like do your lifestyles have to match up? So I think I think it's this balance. Like I think you need to go find out your own person and you can still come back and and you know, make small talk and be friendly and, and enjoy their family and not get angry because they're not going for the same goals you're going for. Yeah. Right? Um, so it's just a balance, I think. Yeah. So go, I'm going to, there's three things, three points that I wrote down as you were speaking there. I remember back to when we were in physical therapy school, Dan, we had a, a class and it was a, um, basically, and I, I'm going to forget what the actual class was now. It, you know how much, you can tell how much attention I paid uh, to, to this class apparently, but it was basically, you know, a developmental, like, uh, in terms of there, there are structures in our brain, especially as infants called mirror neurons. And there's a lot of research and data, you know, obviously this, these are actual structures and what we learned in, in school was that if you have an infant, you have a baby, you have a child, they mimic what the parents, what their environment, um, is doing, which is why it's so crucial to have, um, a really stable and sound environment as obviously as we develop our our brains are very very plastic and that decreases obviously as we age um but the that concept has always kind of stuck with me because even as an adult like i've already mentioned i start to kind of mold into the environment that i'm in um very very quickly sometimes sometimes slowly but that was a, a concept that i've never been able to forget from our our many many years of school um the, the second thing, I saw, I saw something this morning uh, from a guy named Russell Brunson. You, you know who Russell is, Dan, um, mm-hmm. very successful entrepreneur, business owner, but he's a family man. He talks about his family a lot. Um, if you follow him, he really mentions how he's integrated his business with his family and vice versa. But one of the things that he, he mentioned, this deals directly with the environment that, that you're in. He said, let's think about this for a minute. He's like, everybody tells you to go out and buy a hundred thousand or $200,000 know, home, whatever you can afford. You go into this debt to buy that, that home. And then or maybe even before that, you've gone to school and you have $100,000 of student loan debt. And then maybe you get married. Maybe you're blessed to, to find a spouse and you, you spend 10 or 20 grand on your, on your wedding day. And now you've got three to $400,000 of debt 
and everybody congratulates you because that's the norm. That's what they are used to. That's their environment. But yet you want to go spend $2,000 on a financial course or to build a business or $10,000 on something else to improve yourself. And what do they tell you? It's risky. You shouldn't do it. And it's You're because they didn't it. It's do a it. scam. Yeah. Right. All the reasons. Yeah. When we, when we stepped away from our very stable careers, our profession, there was kickback. We've talked about this before. And there were some people in my life that I had to just kind of tune out, not remove from my life, but just tune out because I knew that um, the path that I was going down was not one that I wanted. And so I think that's an important point, um, you know, to make as well is that their environment also dictates what they're going to tell you, as you've already alluded to. The yeah. last thing I'll say, this just happened to me a couple of weeks ago. I'm working with a farmer and it's very typical for farmers to just basically their, their plan, they've worked this land and their, and their ground their whole lives and their plan is just to die and everything will go to their kids if their kids want to do that and inherit that, that land. And I was working with this new client. He said, I don't want that. I don't want to be the typical prototypical farmer who just dies. And now my kids have the same challenges and cycles that I have had to face. It's like, I don't want, I want to break this cycle. And so it was interesting to hear him say that because he's realizing the environment he's been around his entire life is not one that he wants to re reproduce for his kids and, and the future generations. So there's obviously a hundred different examples that we could give, but um, to me, it really comes back to being intentional about what you want. Like ask yourself, how, what was the last time you asked yourself, what do you want? And what, if, if what you're doing right now in life doesn't align with that, when I think it's time to probably change your environment, that would be one thing that you could do. Yeah. I, I just want to throw out a couple specific to our topic today. So you become the people you hang around. Um, a couple things you have to step back and actually envision what life you're trying to build. This is not a super easy task. It doesn't happen immediately. Um, to Riley's point with, as a kid, we're, 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 our brains are kind of plastic and we're very moldable. As we get older, we, we lose, unfortunately, we don't have to. I'm a big believer. We don't have to, but nature, naturally we do. We, we lose our creativity and we fall into these norms and that's where we can literally years can go by and we just, we're doing the same job, same place, same people, same Friday night drinking, same stuff. And we need to, we need to step back once in a while, especially if you're in that rut and you need to go, what is, if, if I couldn't fail, if I had unlimited money in my bank account, if I, all the things that I'm telling myself, I can't do whatever I want to do, if all of those reasons were wiped out and I could do anything I wanted to, what would I do? Okay. Once you get that picture and you give yourself the courage and permission to actually think about it and write it down, then you need to ask yourself, okay, now I need to find one or two or three or four people that I can connect with that have taken a step in that direction. They should become part of your circle and watch what happens. You don't have to have the answers. <laughs> You don't have to know how to achieve that. You just need to get around those people and slowly their conversations will drip on you. Their ideas will drip on you and you'll start to move in that direction and it will be uncomfy, but that, that's a powerful thing. You know, there's another saying that says, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room, right? And what does that mean? It means if you already think you know everything. If you're the one talking all the time on these conversations, if, if everybody's asking you questions and you're just 
feeling awesome and telling all this info, you're in the wrong room. You can't learn anything, right? You should be literally set a goal to be the dumbest person in the room. You know, back to your, you made a point a couple podcasts ago about being humble, right? Yeah. You need to humble yourself and, and, and it's going to be a little uncomfy, but you need to put yourself in the position to be around people that have done more than you. And mm -hmm. if you want to go that direction, right? So there's a couple things. Um, and then I just wanted to share, um, it's called the crab theory. Have you heard this? Sounds familiar. Okay. So I'm just reading, I'm going to paraphrase here. And I've heard this over the years. Um, my wife actually just tagged me on this post and I thought it was relevant. Um, but if you put a bunch of crabs in a bucket, right? So if you put one crab in a bucket and the bucket's not super tall, the crab will eventually get sick of the bucket and crawl out, right? But if you put a bunch of crabs in that bucket, even if it's not super tall and they're able to crawl out, what will happen is that if, if one of them decides, hey, I want to get out of here, I don't really like this bucket anymore. As he starts crawling out, the other crabs will grab them and pull them back down, right? And if he's like fighting a little bit, he'll, he'll try a little harder. They'll get to the point where the other crabs will grab him and rip him apart before letting him leave that bucket. <laughs> so you might be going, okay, cool story, Dan. What, what's the point? Like this happens in life, unfortunately. It can happen in the groups that you surround yourself with. It's super uncomfy to change. And as humans, we, we validate these, these ideas. Like think of like a gang, right? You can't tell me one of the, let's say it's an evil gang that does criminal acts, right? You can't tell me one of them through the God-given instincts knows like we probably shouldn't be doing some of this bad stuff, but because of the power of the group, it becomes the norm yeah. and it gets really hard or difficult, courageous to leave. You have to be super brave. You have to do it. So back to those crabs, like, dude, if you're going to make that commitment to leave and better yourself it's going to be uncomfy to leave your group to riley's point you don't have to leave them forever you know they could still be hey check in on them once in a while but if they're constantly giving you feedback that's not going to help you get to where you're going you may have to separate yourself for from them and you probably want to it just might become uncomfy right, yeah, right. so in the time we've, we've been chatting on this for a while give i want you to run through real quick and give an example for your faith family, fitness, and finance of somebody that made this choice. I don't care if you're 17 years old or you're 48 years old, right? Or anywhere older or younger or in between, right? You're like, dude, I, I want to get a little better in this area. Like what are one or two or three action steps they should take? And we already covered all the action steps, but just break it down plainly for them. I think one of the first things is asking yourself what you want. How much joy are you experiencing today or just in your life in general? And is the environment that you're placing yourself in uh, allowing you to get there? To me, I think you got to be really clear on where you want to go. And to me, what I do, what you do, Dan, I know is you write things down because we forget we're very, very busy creatures and just in the, the daily tasks that we have. And it's, it's very easy to forget the things that we actually want ourselves. So write, write things down. What, what do you want life to look like? Um, that would be the very first thing that I would, that I would do. And the second thing that I know I have done personally is getting in scripture, reading the word, um, or maybe it's just reading a book. Like right now I'm reading three books at once, which I should probably just do one. <laughs> and 
um, and, and finish one at a time. But that's another environmental thing that you can do instead of watching Netflix or, you know, for two hours every night, read a book for 10 minutes, 15, 20, 30 minutes, whatever it is. That is also changing your environment, even if it's just yourself. Mm-hmm. And the, the third thing um, that I started to do just in my own personal experiences, I started asking questions of my people that were in my inner circle, of my parents, my, my wife, my friends, my coworkers. And I started like, hey, have you thought about this? Like, what do you want? Asking other people what they want, because ultimately we end up being friends or colleagues with people for the most part with other people that share the same truths that we do. If we have the similar, similar values and ideals and everything else, we're probably going to be pretty well aligned with them. And, and so I think the only way that you get to that is if you start asking questions and doesn't mean you kick them off your bus if they don't give you the right answer, like you said, but to me, those are the very three, very, very easy things that every single person listening to this can do today. That's what I would say. Yeah. And I would just add too. you kind of said, we write it down so we don't forget. Another reason we write it down is because why do we, why do we sign our name? Right. Because it's a commitment, right? Commitment. And we can talk about right. a whole nother podcast on committing, committing to whatever. Um, commitment is different than just an idea. It's different than I kind of want to do this. It commitment changes the game if once you commit. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. Write stuff down is hard. Writing it down because you're committing it to pad. You're 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 taking the thought and you're committing. And that's why most people won't. Let's be honest, right? You, 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 you've thought it before. I have had that ideas for years. Cool. Did you ever write it down specifically, you know, in, in present tense that you're going to have whatever you want someday? No, no, that's, that's silly. Well, that's probably why you don't have it. Right. Right? Right. So there's something psychological about writing stuff down that makes you commit to it. So, right. um, Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, I hope that was helpful. I hope um, it it is my takeaway too, is it, it, it does take a little bit of gumption to decide to change and leave your comfort zone. Um, But I will say, you know, I feel like, I feel like it's almost, I, I feel like one of the most detrimental things is teaching people to like fall into a rut. I feel like your brain shuts off, your creativity shuts off. Like, why, why are these super wealthy people still making, investing in new businesses? You know, why are they starting new ventures? Why are they starting nonprofits? Why are they funding mission trips, right? They have enough money, they've made it, right? Like they're doing it because that's a mindset, right? That fulfills them, that gives them something of purpose to work towards. It's not because they need money, right? It's not because they need anything, they have everything they possibly could want. It's because that, you know, that creativity is, I think, what keeps us alive. So if you find yourself like stuck in a rut, walk through some of these steps we talk about and see how it happens. Give us some feedback and, and reach out if you have questions. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right. Have a good one.